Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome aboard. This is Back to the Window with Scott and Scott. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm Rico Scott Rochelle, senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together, we do this every single day, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. As Scott and I join you guys and lay out our favorite plays, have a little fun, talk to you in real time. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, about 45 minutes of time well spent. Rye says it's go time, baby. Uh, yeah, if you're a Padres fan, it is. Scott, I know you're a Padres fan today. I am. Unfortunately, Machado popped up. Uh, so I had a shot there to potentially get a base hit, put a couple more runners on. But, you know, is what it is. Have three in the first two innings in Wrigley with the second worst bullpen in the league. I'm in a pretty decent spot with the wind blowing out. I foolishly made a quick bet on the under, seeing Musgrove on the mound. Like, you know what? Musgrove can hold him to a couple of runs. He's great. I yeah. would have just gone team total. If yeah, I was that's, that's what. Yeah, that's what I should have done. But anyway, it's good to be here. Today's torture song. I always always play a song as we come on. As Scott and I join up, today's torture song was uh, "That's What Makes You Beautiful." By... Is that by the Jonas Brothers? No, close, Scott. It's by One Direction. It's oh okay. And I played that for Chris. He hated that song. Hated it. Hated it. He said, "What are you playing that boy band shit for?" I said, "You know what." It's a banging song. Sorry. It's another care. one of those where I know that it's by a boy band during the time that I like grew up in my teen years. Right. Can't tell them apart. See, I'm Can't the same. I'm the same way with InSync uh, and, and Backstreet Boys. Okay. I, you tell me which which one is Joey in, which one was Timberlake in. I'm not really sure. Um, Joey was the one who was on Practical Jokers. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Like 30 years after the fact. Which was he? Did he's who went to space? Which one was Lance that went to space? Lance uh, Lance Bass? No, that was Neil that went to space. <laughs> Neil Bass. <laughs> it was Neil Armstrong. Lance was the bike rider. Oh, the great question, Scott. Who was the third guy on Apollo Eleven? Do you know it? You know who circled who circled the moon while Neil and that Buzz? Buzz? No, Neil and Buzz got all the pub. Okay. I have no idea. Michael Collins. Michael Collins, sir. Oh, Phil's brother. <laughs> yes, it was Phil's brother. So it is good to be here, guys. Thanks very much for joining us. We appreciate you finding us on the Max Wagers Network. Don't forget to smash that like button. We appreciate it, of course. Get subscribed. I know you're over here on the Max Wagers Network watching us right now, so get yourself subscribed to the channel. Ring that bell. Click the notifications. Get notified every time we are live. We put up brand new content, all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's and of course, of course, subscribe to the Winners and Winers YouTube channel as well. Great content over there. Uh, some of our writers are starting to put up their own stuff and their own picks, so that's fun. Working with them a little bit, so uh, yeah, good to see Rye. Good to see Joan in the house. What's up, Joan? Happy Thursday to you. Uh, you love my instinct and my instinct poster in Studio A. <laughs> Did you have a preference? If you can tell any of the songs by either of them, what's the one they do the? Uh... They do that's the the slow the song. Bye 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 is from In Sync. Okay, what, who's the one that do does the slow? Um, Everybody, that's nah. from Backstreet Boys. Okay, I wanted the, the the slow one where they're all sitting on the stool singing a cappella. Uh, oh, uh, uh, I want it that way. Oh, that that's uh, uh, that, tell me what? Yeah, that's Backstreet Boys. Okay, that's okay. So then I like them. That's that's my favorite song by either one of those guys. Um, yeah, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole a couple months ago. I usually just think of the as soon as I hear the beat is a weird. I first think of Weird Al Yankovic. Yes. Did he did he do one? He did the eBay song. Oh, I want I one bought, of the first songs that was like ever actually made or posted on YouTube. I bought it on eBay. Yeah, I think it was made in like 2005 or 2006, like the immediate start of YouTube. I've got a couple of friends of mine that are massive Weird Al fans. Like, go see him every time. It's, it's, it's a great show. Like, I'm assuming he puts on a good show. You know, he plays 45 different instruments. Right. Right. So yeah. Uh, the, the stomach Steinway, as my dad used to call it, the, yeah. the accordion, of course. And um, it's got Caesars done, done us a solid, man. They, yeah, Pizza Pizza. Not Little Caesars. <laughs> that it, was the Little Caesars. Now we're on the Big Caesars. Is it $5 for any pizza again? Oh, man. That's I a, still think Hot and Ready is one of the dumbest titles I've ever heard. Isn't the pizza supposed to be hot and ready when you get it? If you get it, then how is it not ready? It says it on your Tinder profile, doesn't it, Scott? Hot and ready? Hot and ready. Yeah. I'm just saying, if, if they're delivering your pizza, then shouldn't it automatically be ready? Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. It's like it, a George Carlin bit. Uh, you know? How's an oven supposed to be preheated? It's either heated or unheated. <laughs> this my, program was pre-recorded. Well, what do you think they recorded it afterwards? 
Somebody wrote the other day, like, why do you drive on a parkway, but park on my fucking lawn when you're drunk? It's a fair one. I thought, nice. that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Nice little twist there. Uh, of course, don't forget to check. God damn it. You just about got me off track. Caesars. Yeah. It's big Caesars, everybody. It's Caesars Sportsbook. They got a great deal going on. Hopefully, it's available in your state. If you live here in the fucking backwoods of flyover country like me, it's not. If you live in hip, cosmopolitan Brooklyn, New York, uh, Scott's got it. But if you have seizures in your state, take advantage of this offer. $1,500 risk-free bet, your first bet. Make your first bet your best bet. Maybe you got a line on that NBA game tonight. Jump on it. Jump on it. Because if you win, congratulations, you just won a gigantic NBA bet. If you lose, seizures will make it good up to $1,500. Here's the key. You must use the promo code VIDEOWINNERS. I don't think you have to put it all in, in caps. I don't think so. If you if your caps try locked, it with caps, try it without caps. Yes. somewhere. If you put in regular letters and it doesn't take it, put it in caps and just say that we told you so. Of course, we'll put that uh, code in the description of today's video as well as the link that will take you right there. And uh, check out all the great content on the Max Wagers Network Monday through Friday, noon to five. It is the rock and place to be. Midday Money. Sean Higgs, Allie Burns doing uh, her thing with uh, Morning Wood, me and Chris doing parlays, me and Scott doing our show Back to the Window, 4 o'clock is Sean Miller with soccer from around the world, and of course, 5 o'clock, game time decision with Nick and Tim, as well as Detroit Lenny. So check all of that out. The Earl Brothers are at uh, Disney World this week, though, Scott. Yeah. So there you go. All right, let's check in with the comment section here and see what's going on with everybody. Bronco Devil in the house. Uh, Jones says, I'm a sucker for Reba concerts. I like I'm a, I like a good Reba, absolutely. Uh, no worse than the slogan, America runs on Duncan. Very good. Uh, Belushi trained on Little Chocolate Donuts. You ever see that segment? I have. Yeah, it's very funny, very it's funny. good stuff. It's no bass but it's still very funny. Yeah. Um... I'm trying to think of any real, like, good slogans for food. Good slogans? Yeah. I'm it's a lot easier to make up a bad slogan than a good one. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Okay. I'm, That's a good one. Not horrible. Not horrible. We got the little stinger there. Man, I think, it would, yeah. I think it would be really depressing for us if we knew how much they were spending to get those bad slogans. It's a lot. Spoil I'm trying to think. What was the there. Friendlies one? Was it, I, it was Ice Cream Makes the Meal? I don't have a Friendlies, man. Okay, nope, I'm pretty have... sure it was Ice Cream Makes the Meal. Okay. So that's not a bad one either. Oh, they just needed to finish it. Ice Cream Makes the Meal, 3,000 calories. Yeah. So. Well, they, I mean, they have the song, which is just like, I want to go to Friendly's, but then they always say at the end, like, where Ice Cream Makes the Meal. Uh, Favorite burger, Scott? Where's the best burger? We've Got the Meats is an awful one. It's a good call by Bronco. That is that is a pretty bad one. We've Got the Meats. Those commercials aren't good either. Yeah. Uh, my guilty pleasure was, uh oh, uh, Peter Noon of Herman's Hermits. I just think of the Naked Gun movies when I hear Herman Sermons. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. You know, I saw him one time at a uh, revival thing with a, a bunch of fucking bands like that. A and, Credence revival? Um, or just a regular revival? Just a regular revival. Credence, okay. no, no Credence? Credence okay. was not there. I, I, okay. I gave no Credence to this show. But he showed how he did that sound of uh, Mrs. Brown, You've Got a Lovely Daughter, the kind of the tink with the guitar. Yeah. He, he put his uh, his pick guard and he put like a cloth between the pick guard and the guitar, nice. and that's what and that's what made that song. So we I, we've you know what we saw some good music, we learned a little something, and by golly, we made a few friends. <laughs> so very good. Uh, where's the beef? One of the great all time slogans, uh, along with Clara Peller. Uh, Rye Cape says Arby's Wagyu Burger is delicious. My son, if you don't watch his show Grub Buds, you certainly should. You can catch it on uh, on Twitch. And he, uh, they just did the Wagyu burger at Arby's, and I believe it got an. Is it like a food review? Yeah, type of show? yeah, they do different. They'll, they'll, they re. Of course, you know they're all like twenty five, so they review a lot of seltzers and mm. uh, terrible beers, but they also do food and a lot of fast food stuff that's you know accessible to everybody. And uh, they did a Kansas City barbecue playoff, of course. That was and that was fun. Of course, but, you but know, yeah, they the territory. They just did the Wagyu beef, and I think they got like an eighty three, which is nice, pretty good for them. So. Very good. So, yeah, thanks, Ry. Appreciate it. I'm going to have to... Uh, I don't eat many burgers. I don't eat a lot of red meat, but about once every two months, I'll have something. That, that, that might be my splurge. So, hey, it's good to be here. We've uh, covered all the bases. Let's find out what happened yesterday, Scott. We don't want to go down too many rabbit holes here. Too late! Too late, they say. Let's find out yesterday's action. You know you know who they are. The winners, 
the whiners. That'd be a great name for a website too, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. It would be. People took it to the shorts, people that took it to the bank. You know who you are. You had that victory until it was snatched away at the very last moment. It is the Thursday edition of Call the Cops. Who are you going to go see in concert? I'm going to go see Siren. Oh, yeah. I never heard of them. Love oh, no. their work. Yeah, this is, uh, I'm going to see Siren. Is, uh, are they good? It's just, no, it's just the noise. It's not a band. So, very good. Hey, if you uh, were in the majors yesterday and you said, I'm going to uh, take a little spin on the Dodgers, team total over four and a half. Well, you look good. They had a three-run homer in the first, and uh, they uh, had another chance at a three-run homer, but they had a fairly good center fielder out there. Scott, a young fellow by the name of Trout. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. He robbed a three-run homer with two out. At that point, you think, wow, it doesn't fucking matter. You know what? It mattered because they only had one run in the final eight innings. That was a homer in the third, and then it was over, and it was really over if you had the other side. But, uh, yeah, they finished with four. Good for me. I had the under in that game, but bad if you had the team total over four and a half. Yeah, you almost had six in the first inning. I know. You somehow lost the team total. Uh But if you had the Marlins plus one and a half against the Phillies, uh, this game was going on when we were on the air yesterday, and I said expect some fireworks because both these bullpens kind of suck. And the Marlins led one nothing with two outs, two on, two strikes, bottom nine. Too bad. Once again, you have plus one and a half. So as long as they don't hit a three-run homer, you win. They hit the three-run homer. And the Marlins went from up one nothing to losing three to one. Rip up your plus one and a half. Big day for Rye Cape. Uh, bad day for Marlins run linebackers. And finally... We kind of alluded to this one. If you had the Cubs, could the Cubs team total over five and a half against the Padres? Scored four runs in the second inning, and then the next seven innings, one more run. You can't get a fucking fly ball up in the wind. Nothing. No, they could not. The Padres they, scored nineteen, but unfortunately, they didn't hand a couple over to Chicago. Could they put in? Could they put in uh, Machado to Swindell. pitch or something? Something? I don't know, yeah. man. But they didn't. That was your hope, and then it was dash. They finished they finish with five runs via the over five and a half. Oof, call the cops. It's an even worse beat because you know that if it was the Cardinals, Pujols, or Molina would have come into the game. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Pujols could have caught while Molina was the pitcher. Maybe. That would have been fun. Yeah. I remember when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, Campy Campaneras played all nine positions in one game. I'm trying to remember what the recent record was. I want to say Brandon Inge did that in a spring training game. Potentially. I think Inge might have played eight in one game. I don't know. But is he the last one to do it? I think he might be. As far as I know. As far yeah. as I know. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a, a you know, it was a, a novelty. It tells you what kind of this kind of season the Kansas City Athletics had that they could do that yeah. at the end of the year. <laughs> the dark horse candidate to uh, be a candidate to do that would be Phillips. Yeah. Just because you feel like one game, Tampa's just going to say, screw it. He's already pitched like five times. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. throw him around the entire field and see what happens. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Kind of fun. Um, what do you, who do you think has like the best arm? What what position would translate best to pitcher? Somewhere in the infield, you right. think? A short left side of the infield? I, I would have to say either outfield or third base. Okay. All right. Very good. I know well, that... I mean, catcher also usually needs a good arm, but you can't really judge a catcher because they're throwing it on a knee half the time. Right. So, at least for third base, you can actually wind up and throw the thing. I'd probably say outfield or third base. I do know that once Alex Gordon made the move from left field, from, from third base to left field, his arm was very well served. He had a great arm for an outfielder having come uh, from third base. So I'm thinking of Ankeel. Like, uh-huh. if you talk about rejected pitchers, they tend to play outfield. Yeah. So, I'm assuming vice versa would probably be an outfielder. I know you're too young to remember when that happened, but that was one of the weirdest things in sports, that and Steve Sachs not being able to throw the ball from second base. The Sachs one I know about. Right. And he went to therapy for that for a couple of years and whatever. But uh, the Ankeel one was fascinating because he was actually decent when he just started out. Oh, he's great. And then he, yeah. he walked, like, what, like nine batters in, like, one game? And, and wh- people were like, what the hell is happening? Three wild pitches in an inning and shit like that. Yeah, it was it was, inc- it was incredible. He played with the Royals for a couple seasons as an as an outfielder. And, yeah. yeah. Very solid. Very solid. So there was some good news out there yesterday. There were some blowouts, Scott, and maybe you're on the right side of them. Maybe this was you as you spent uh, Wednesday night. You spent hump day. Uh, maybe you got a little hump on the day. I don't know, but perhaps uh, – you're a bit more of an underachiever. Nothing's quite so strenuous. Maybe you're just zonked out in the rocking chair. 
So the first one, if you had the White Sox on the money line against the Tigers, they led 7 to nothing after four innings, and they won 13 to nothing. Not good. Not good, Tigers. Where's your offense, guys? Not not showing much teeth in that offense. Or, or pitching. Really or, anything, to be honest. Yeah, certainly for that game. If you had the Red Sox on the run line, minus one and a half against the Athletics, don't sweat it. You're up 6 nothing after four innings. Red Sox, they added four more as they end up winning that one 10 to one Very good. And the last one, if you had the Astros team total over four and a half, they scored six runs in the first inning, and they finished with a nine. <laughs> you really, you really had the rest of the night off there. That's that's the best case when you got team total over and they do it in the first. You're like, yep. now what am I going to do? So, all right, very good. And of course, we have to talk about the hockey game a little bit, Scott. If you're wondering why we haven't talked hockey yet, well, we're going to tell you why because we had a little segment plan. Let's uh. Let's get to it as we blow the trumpets, clean out those spit valves, and get ready to give me some give me some fanfare. Now, this is the one I always head bob to. Let's find out who it is, Scott, who is yesterday's gambling hero of the day. All right, very solid. Well, there was a hockey game last night, Scott, and I don't get to congratulate myself on very many hockey wins. But I did call this one when I was on the show with uh, with you and Allie and Detroit Lenny. I told you I liked. Colorado. I got it half right. Told you I, I liked, like the old Colorado. I got it half right. They were they were completely wrong. They they liked Tampa and the under. So you and I, we did okay on the over, and uh, yeah, Colorado. Of course, it came down to overtime. So I'm not gonna not gonna take too many victory laps for getting a fucking overtime win in a game. I told you that I didn't want to lay 170. Uh, that was, and you know when you and I talked about, it, I said yeah, I'm gonna probably have to play the plus money just for value but i think colorado's going to win and that's you know pretty much what happened but good hockey game but there was one person that uh maybe stood out a bit scott and maybe stood out late you want to uh, want to tell everybody who that was well since it went to overtime you know that we're going to have to talk about the person who won the game in overtime you had colorado forward andre burakovsky who scored the game-winning goal in game one of the stanley cup finals the avalanche were minus 150 on the money line, but once again, only losers pay juice. So Tampa Bay has a problem clearing the puck out of their own fucking zone. Can you tell me why that is and what they can do to fix it? Well, Colorado's speed definitely results in a very effective forecheck because it seemed like Colorado was just swarming the entire time. That's really been the story of the playoffs. You look at the actual shot comparisons, Colorado's outshot opponents in, I'd assume, virtually every game of the playoffs besides maybe one game against St. Louis. Tampa have 25 shots last night. I don't think they got 25. I do not believe so. I don't think they did either. No. I saw it late. I saw it late in the third and there was like 22, 23 and I didn't think they fired off many in overtime. So I thought I was tempted by the Vasilevsky over in saves, which ended up getting there before overtime, but it's once again, going to be the story of the series because you're assuming Colorado is going to outshoot Tampa in almost every game. Right. But the point is Vasilevsky is so much better than Kempfer. Is it really going to matter? And Kempfer was not very good last night. Nope. Um, he showed he showed he showed spurts, but overall, yeah, not not a great performance. But you know, again, it was overshadowed by the fact that Colorado had just by sheer volume was were able to will in yep. four, four goals. And you know, I don't if they if they can't fix if they can't fix the problem of not being able to clear the puck, I think Vasilevsky is going to end up facing too many shots. Yeah, I'm, I'm also not going to overreact because we saw Tampa lose game one to Toronto that's, and to the Rangers. That's fair. And if they and so, they, if they win the next one, they've fulfilled all of all of their hopes for the opening two games. All you, all you ever hope to do in a seven-game series like that is, is split. You know, obviously you want to win both, but you're hoping to get a split and flip home, home, home ice advantage. So, I think the one thing Tampa should be pretty optimistic about was how good Braden Point looked. Mm-hmm. At, at no point yesterday did he look injured at all. He ended up drawing a slashing penalty earlier, or as a high stick, one of the two. But he didn't limp at all. He was he looked fast. The power play for Tampa has to get better, though. They went over. So that's going to be something they need to improve on moving forward. But Tampa did not play badly. I mean, they went in as plus 140 dogs and lost in overtime. Right. They were down 3-1 early. It looked mm-hmm. like it could have gotten very ugly. But, you know, we'll see what happens. It should be a hell of a series. Yeah, very good. Bryce Multane in the house. Good to see Bryce. Bronco Devil says uh, the kind of the uh, the baseball yips happened to a buddy. His was a catcher for Colgate. Couldn't throw the ball back to the pitcher. My question for you: Major League Two 
Mm-hmm. That was after the sack situation? I got to assume so, right? I believe so. Yeah, the, the, the timeline's a little fuzzy for me, but yeah, it seems like it. I was going to say, if it was before, that's one of the greatest predictions of all time, but right. I'm assuming it was after. Yep, yep. Uh, Jones says replay uh, Tampa uh, game two. All right. You like you like Tampa there? I kind of have to, right? Tampa's what, like 18-1 and one off a loss? Yeah, they're, they're very I, good. I mean, Vasilevsky's been fantastic. The team's been fantastic. Once again, Tampa didn't play badly. Colorado got off to a very hot start. But if you want to actually talk about the second and third periods, you can make a case that it was very, very close. Sure. So I think these teams are pretty evenly matched. Colorado's speed is definitely a story for this series that Tampa's going to have to adjust to. But I think it's pretty evenly matched. I said Tampa in six. To be honest, after watching game one, I just feel like it's going seven. Yep. Yep. And that's kind of what, that's kind of what I thought. Bryce says that uh, we're the uh, we're the we're the real heroes of the day, so yeah, very good. We'll blow our own fanfare sometime. And speaking of uh, sp- speaking of shooting our own horn, Scott, I will give you credit because you and Lenny uh, you brought it up, and Lenny agreed with you about playing a little sprinkle on the tide at the end of regulation. Yeah. So yeah, that, did. That, I, I'm trying to think what the exact price was. I think it was like plus three ten. Uh, I thought it was a little better than that because it's three thirty three for the, for the next game, and I assumed it was maybe closer to okay. three fifty. So it's probably around there. So I'm so. sure if you shop around, you'll find different wines, but yep. somewhere in the low yep. 300s. So I'll give I'll give you props on that one. So that was the game from last night. Enough about the past. Let's talk about the future. We got Boston hosting Game Six this evening. Golden State comes to town. Boston three and a half point favorites. Scott, where are you at on this one? So for this one, of course, we know Boston has been pretty good dealing with adversity in this postseason. They were undefeated off a loss before the last game where they lost to Golden State. Meanwhile, Golden State's had a couple of chances to finish off series on the road, and they're 0-3. They tried against Denver, they lost, tried against Memphis, lost by about 55, and they tried against Dallas, and I believe they lost by 10, but they were real again, their ass kicked, and they ended up uh, it looks you know, a lot. It looked a lot more. Like even a double-digit loss looked a lot more respectable than it actually was. Yeah, but the point is, for this one, I am leaning to Golden State. As I said, Golden State's had issues closing it out on the road, but I think Boston's just run out of adjustments offensively. We've seen them play fast, which worked in the first half of Game Three, and then for whatever reason, they just stopped playing fast. And I feel like Golden State's made the adjustments defensively, offensively. Golden State's been Hit or miss, but for the most part, Boston's offense, especially late in games, has been disastrous, and it seems like Boston's playing the same game every time and failing every time, and they're not making any offensive adjustments. Do you think they actually make some adjustments? Because at some point, I don't know what you can do. It seems like they try, and then they fall back in their old habits by the fourth quarter where they just stand around and wait for fucking uh, Tatum to create. Yeah, pretty much. So I don't don't really understand it. Um, Boston should play faster. Yes, agreed. Uh, Bryce is saying he really likes the Wiggins rebound over. Uh, I've got a seven. I like that too. I got seven and a half with a shit ton of juice on it at one fifty-seven. Uh, I'd shop around. You can there. just go for double double if you want to try to go for plus money. I mean, he's had yeah. a bunch of rebounds the last couple games. Yeah, Chris had that as one of his uh, one of his shot in the darks. Uh, it's plus two twenty, I believe. For it's a, a hell of a price. I agree. I agree. I'll bet that. Yeah, I think I think over in the rebounds is great. You want to pay a little less juice. Uh, take take double double for Wiggins. He's been a, he's been an integral part of this kind of uh, I'm going to say a resurgence, but maybe just kind of a reimagining of this uh, Warriors team that went from the big three and now has kind of included Wiggins, Pool to a lesser extent, just expanded out on their roles a little bit. And as 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 Draymond has, do you play if, if you're if you're the coach? If this is actually decent in Game Five, just to preface. This. Do you okay so? How many minutes do you give him? Draymond? Yeah. Uh, going. It depends. It depends how he looks in the first half. Okay. Because he looked very solid in the final three minutes or so in game four. And game five, I thought Draymond actually looked very good. Now, offensively, he still sucks. We know that. But defensively, he looked dialed in. And he was also pretty solid at facilitating. It depends how he looks in front of the Boston crowd. Because he's played two games in Boston. Mm-hmm. He scored a total of four points. He's fouled out. And he shot, like, was it below 20% yeah. in Boston? Yeah. So I feel like home road splits might play a factor here. But I think they're going to treat it like they did in game four 
which is play Draymond the normal amount. If he's brutally awful, then they'll bench him and they'll bring in Poole. But if I had to guess what Draymond's going to play, probably somewhere in the mid thirties. Do you play him? Would you play him in the mid thirties? I think I'd enter the game with the expectation of him playing 35 minutes. Okay. And if he was especially bad at some point early on in the game, then I would be very quick to pull the plug. But you can't enter the game assuming you're going to bench him. That's it's, how I look at it. It's fair enough. Well, I mean, they do it with Powell. Dallas did it with Powell. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play you six minutes and you're fucking be done. Pretty much. But, and now Powell's going to be, I don't want to say out of a job, but now he's a backup center because Dallas traded for Christian Wood. Right. Uh, Bronco says he's got the Jays, the Phillies, the Celtics, plus 254. Okay. I mean, I can't go wrong with the Jays, Phillies, but the Celtics, I'm a little bit torn on because I do expect Boston to come out first half, first quarter. I do like them early on. Mm -hmm. I just can't back a team that I don't trust offensively in the second half. Well, they've been, besides the last game, they've been terrible in the third quarter. Yep. And really ever since, what, game three, they've been abysmal in the fourth quarter as well. Yes. Yes. So they're just getting torched in the second half. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the thing. You look at because Joan was talking about taking the the first half winner into the second half. Uh, I normally don't hate that, but this Boston team, you know, number one, we've talked it, you know, ad nauseum about Golden State's dominance dominance in the third quarter, and then in the fourth quarter, we've seen Boston stand around with their thumb up their ass, not move without the ball, not not set not set the kind of picks that they need to set, and not run the kind of offense that they been successful with where they just basically stand around and wait for Tatum to do something. So it takes ton it takes a ton of time off the shot clock. It doesn't give them many second chance opportunities. So, you know, it's it's weird. You look at this Boston team, they're they're shooting 41% from three-point land. And you're like, "You know what? That's that's pretty damn good." But I would love to take out and I I didn't do the legwork on this, but I am curious about it. If you took out like their hot quarter they're nine for eleven quarters or whatever whatever they shot the last game in the third quarter where they were just on fire from downtown. If you if you take out those quarters, what are they shooting in the other three quarters, Scott? Uh it's not very good. Like 20, 27, 28 percent, sure, something like both that probably. Teams have really not been that good from the three quarters. Absolutely lines. not. Absolutely not. You know, you remember some big exchanges and you know that you remember some stretches where they were where they were red hot, but for the most part, I think I, it was really I, two stretches. It was game four and game one, and right. it was the third quarter in game five. Right. That's right. basically it. Exactly. And, and I guess the first half of game three, because Boston scored 68 points. Right. Yeah, and I remember looking this up, and yeah, I think uh, Golden State shooting 37%, 38% from three points, something like that for the series. Well, and that's it, extremely high. What? from 38%? That's extremely high. Uh, I'm assuming they would have been closer to low mid thirties. No, they're shooting. They're shooting over thirty five percent. Just saying, thirty eight percent means the entire team shooting like Kyle Korver. Well, I understand, but That's, I'm I'm saying that just like Boston shooting forty one percent, it they've come in. It hasn't been yeah, okay. even, evenly distributed. Is kind of my, is kind of my point. So that's also going to the point of why we've had so many blowouts. Just a ton of three point variants. Yep, yep. Jones says that that trend has covered four four of the five games. There you go. I think it's correlated, in my opinion. I like Golden State tonight, so I like the under. Okay. But I think if you like Boston, you like the over. Because Same. that means Boston's going to play faster in order to get their offense going again, which should result in more points. They're going to have more guys involved than Tatum. Somebody else is going to step up. A couple other guys are going to step up with 20-plus. We talked about that. The other day, there's I think the same correlation exists. If, if Golden State wins, Boston's going to struggle to get to 100. If, yeah, that's if, how I feel. If Boston wins, they probably put up 115-plus. Certainly yeah, 112-plus. So. It's all going to come down to pace. If Boston remembers for a full 48 minutes we have to play in transition, then I think they're going to fare well. But for some reason, it worked so well in Game 3, and they completely punted it for the next couple of games. I don't get it, so I'm not going to assume Boston realizes they need to play fast. But if they do, I think Boston's offense will look pretty good. Okay, fair enough. Uh, we do have a play from the majors for our uh, for our farm play, so we'll talk about most of the games there. Of course, a lot of them are going on right now. Scott, we talked about uh, 
the Braves yesterday. One of our the first time we've ever gone back to back with a pick. Two and We should. So, do you think people will be mad at us if we have given up the Braves fourteen times in a row? Uh, no, because I believe they'd be undefeated. See, that's the thing. It's that's that's ultimately. I've had that issue with some of my daily videos in the past. I, right. There was some type of series in baseball, and it's like, oh, I'm just going to fade this awful team two times in a row. And some people would get mad, like, what are you doing? You right. just did this. And it's like, what are you talking about? Like, I thought the whole purpose was making money. Here to make what money. Are about? We're here to make money. That's absolutely true. You know, I mean, we're obviously, we're in this for commercial reasons, so we're here to get views as well. Uh, that's why we, you know, tend to stay away from uh, Central Hockey League plays and Russian ping pong. But for the most part, we're going to try to give you the play that we think has the best chance of winning. And there was no play on the board we liked more than Atlanta yesterday. So It's like, would you be mad at me for fading a soccer team that's in the middle of, of relegation? Of course not, because they suck. Well, like, you... they're in relegation because they don't win many games. Right. <laughs> like I'm, not a, I'm not a math guy, but if you're going to struggle to win games and you're going to lose a lot of games, I'm probably going to make a lot of money betting against you. That's usually how it goes. Okay. Very good. Yeah, do, 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 do. Guardians. Uh, Guardians up one nil. Is nice. Andrew very good? Well, they're in course, so two I nil. We, we ended up getting there. We had the over in the total chaos in that game, uh-huh. and uh, it worked out. We weren't. We it wasn't weren't, easy. Yep. But weren't afraid we of that eleven and a half. Yeah. What else you see on the uh, on the diamond tonight, Scott? That you like? Um, so to go through the actual diamond. I'm in the middle of sweating out my play of the day now. Uh, it's still very early, so I can't call it a full sweat, but we'll see what happens. Uh, besides uh, the play that we have saved for later, are you interested in Otani at plus money? Is mm. Otani plus money or Seattle plus money? Sorry. I've got Seattle plus money. I've got I've got the Angels. Oh, Seattle's plus money. Sorry. Yeah, I flipped that. Minus 120. Do you like the Angels laying with Otani, or are they so bad you can't afford to lay it? You know, it's it's that's a bad baseball team, and don't look now, but fuck, they've lost they've lost three in a row again. My problem is the Seattle team, Scott, just continues uh, to kind of underachieve. They've lost three of their last four. I don't know if you can say kinda. I mean, we thought they'd be competing for a division title. They're seven games under. Okay, fair enough. They've really over underachieved. Yeah, they've been bad. Okay, yeah, they're I mean, they're they're not a they're not a good team. The Angels, I believe, Angels. Let me see. Are the Angels still in front of them. Uh, close. Seattle's twenty-eight and thirty-five. The Angels are twenty-nine and thirty-five. So yeah. this is the battle for last place tonight, buddy. They could put the. They could last put the, place or fourth because it's Texas. Oh, we got Texas. I oh, I fucking forgot about Texas. That's can't right. forget about Texas. They're always in the basement. Uh, yeah, absolutely correct. So I don't know if I want to get involved in this one too much. Kirby. I think I'm looking at Angels first five minus a half. I'll toss the bullpens out. Just give me Otani versus Kirby. Okay. All right. Well, that's solid. Uh, Kirby has been pretty good. He's been one of the uh, one of the bright spots uh, for Seattle mm. as he came up uh, in the first week of May. He won his, won his last three, giving up. Uh, but man, he got he got uh, uh, beat up a little bit last time out. Scott gave up five runs, three earned, two homers over uh, yep. over over five innings so um if you want to find value i feel like ignoring the ballpens and just taking otani and you hope he gives up one run in the first five you're in a pretty decent spot well i faded him last time and he jumped up and bit me because he'd been shit the two starts before that so i I took pavetta against him all he did was go out and throw seven innings give up one earn so yeah very good um no royals today no easy fades no braves no easy takes so uh, this Yankees pitching matchups disgusting. I mean, you got two openers basically. You got Beaks against uh, Schmidt. I can guarantee. I can tell you right now, as a Yankee fan, Clark Schmidt is not good. What happened to, Se- what happened to Severino? Uh, Severino, I believe, got scratched. I'm not sure for what, or maybe they're doing an opener, but I doubt it because Severino's actually started a decent amount of games this season. Right. I think he just got scratched. Mm. I feel like I have to like Tampa plus one and a half or Tampa first five money line, because I'm really not a Clark Schmidt guy. Okay. All right. Uh, what's the what's the new price of that? Uh, let me see what I can find. Because I don't, I don't have anything without Severino on it. 
Let me see here. ESPN's telling me Schmidt. So. Uh, do, 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 do. I've got Schmidt as well. Um, I see about minus one seventy-five. Okay. All right. I don't mind Ray's first five there. Maybe Ray's team total over. I'm really just not a Schmidt guy. Okay. Uh, you like the over? I got to be tempted by it. I mean, we know the Yankees can hit a lot of home runs. So far, the series has been pretty low scoring. But I think Tampa's bats, which are really, really injured right now, should wake up to some degree against Schmidt. So I'm looking at the Rays team total over personally. Okay. All right. Very good. Uh, yeah, that's to totals looking at eight, eight and a half. All right. So there so you go. Team total, you got three and a half. Okay. For Tampa. Yeah, yeah, gonna be three and a half for gonna be three and a half for Tampa. I, I mean, I'll take an over three and a half with Clark Schmidt all day every day. That's fair enough. Uh, Joan says that she has the Rangers minus one and a half going up against Bo Brisky. Uh, you've you got... want to fade the team that lost thirteen nothing yesterday with Velasquez on the mound? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I, I can't say no to that. Detroit's awful. Yeah, Texas isn't good at all, but they have some talent on the hey, team. Hey, I was right, by the way. They are playing for last place. Texas is 29 and 33, buddy. Good for Texas. Look I, at them. Yeah. Good for them. Bad for us, but not keeping up with the dregs of the American League West. Yeah. <laughs> um, you see anything you like about Bo Brisky? Uh, I think his first name's kind of cool. <laughs> Bo Brisky. As a pitcher, I mean, he's, he's okay. I mean, Perez is a lot better. Perez got shelled his last time out, but he was, wasn't he AL pitcher of the month? Last yeah, month? yeah, I could, I could believe that uh, for May, as he gave up zero one one zero one zero two or zero. Yeah, he got oh, no. shelled in his last start, yeah. but if you ignore that, he's been very good. Mm -hmm. So Texas does have the better starting pitcher on the mound. I think that's pretty safe to say. Yep. Rangers minus one and a half on the road. Yeah, yeah I don't mind that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Uh, Rangers have uh, lost a couple in a row, but they won three straight before that. So okay. Once again, both teams aren't good, but at least the Rangers have shown some sort of pulse. Rangers are just happy not to fucking be playing Houston. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Andrew keeping us up there in Colorado. Guardians doing their thing up three zippy zip. So, Bronco, and on the other hand, Broncos says, "Damn Rangers and Rockies." Oh, that's uh, just are those, are those your teams, Bronco? It's your battery's money on them. Yeah. That's, well, well, Bronco would make sense if he was rooting for Colorado. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that makes sense. He's in Texas. Did he used to live, didn't he used to live in like Austin? He lives in Austin now. That's what I'm saying. So I guess he just roots for the Rangers. That's what I don't know. That's what, yeah. Hates the, maybe if you root for the Rangers, do you hate the Astros? Damn it, they're taking Swarmer out. Damn it. First and second, two outs. I wanted him to face Machado. Damn it. You got him, you got him to pop out last time. He did. So I guess, you know, we're making progress here, but whatever. All right. One home run and it's over. Uh, you're right. You're right. You just need over five and a half. Very good. Yep. All right, buddy. Well, uh, anything else on the card there that you uh, that you see that gets you gets you excited? Uh, I am kind of interested in the over in the Brewers Mets game. You have Ashby against McGill. Mm -hmm. I'm not an Ashby guy, and McGill had a pretty good start to the year, but he's got a four or five ERA. So recently, he has not been particularly good. Uh, he also doesn't go much distance, but I think that the total seems a bit low, in my opinion. I'm leaning to the over there. Do you like either of those pitchers? You know what? I liked McGill early in the season. Then he kind of fell off the cliff. I thought, well, it's because of he an went on the IL, didn't he? What's that? Didn't he go on the IL? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then, yeah. then right at the end of that, he kind of fell off the cliff. You're like, oh, well, he's injured. So yeah, he, he came, went on the IL. He, he came, came back, back on he Friday. Made one start, went three and a third, I think. Yeah, so he's not going any distance. He didn't pitch well either. Right. And Ashby, I can tell you, is... Not going to go much distance, but I also don't think he's very good. So if you're going to give me eight there, Milwaukee's offense has actually been okay yeah. recently. Better. I'll go with the over. All right. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. It's it's one of those I don't want to get involved with the under. With yeah, those, I agree with those two pitchers, but uh, Mets have been hitting the ball pretty well. Yesterday was kind of an outlier, but yeah, okay, I'm I'm all right with that. Um, bet on the San Diego over six and a half. Uh, you say you should or you did? Sure. Uh, sure. I know it closed at about six or six and a half. Surely I, I got it at five and a half. Like, sure, you're not getting over six and a half any, at live. So he must be talking. There's about only that. one book that I saw that actually had a total 
on that Cubs game. Actually, it was two. There were two books that had a total on the Cubs game overnight, and I was shocked. I guess the win. I guess they just knew the fucking wind was going to blow, and they're just going to put it at eleven and call it good, huh? Oh, uh, Fanduel opened it up at ten. Foxbet opened it up at nine and a half. Oh my god! And I'm like, what are you doing? Did you just pound it? Uh, for Foxbet, I did the team total instead. Yeah. Okay. That's how you got. Once again, that's you know, how you got five and a half. Yeah. Okay. Very good. That's why I took it. I woke. I said on the video, "There's no way I'm going to wake up and it's still going to be minus one ten at five and a half." Well, Chris, I don't. I don't want to jinx anybody, but put it this way: I'd rather be on the over six and a half right now for the Cubs or for the uh, for the Padres than I would be the under six and a half. They brought in Scott F. Ross. Okay. Don't know who this is. Okay. All right. Uh, cool. Bronco Devil says he lives in uh, DFW before Austin. Worked for TV station that carried the Ranger games. Uh, wife's from Colorado, Broncos and Rockies. There you go. All right. So, yeah. Mm. Scott, would you marry anybody that was diametrically opposed to teams that you root for? Yeah. Would you? That wouldn't be. I don't think it's a massive deal breaker, you know? Okay. Any deal breakers? What's your number one deal breaker? That's a good question. Yeah. My number one deal breaker. Yep. Uh, I personally don't enjoy when people take a long time to respond to text messages okay okay like i'm trying to have a conversation here yeah like you know oh then that's, i guess that's that's just a, i don't know how big of a pet peeve that is but i don't like having to now you don't have to respond immediately now do i get a pass but if i send now, you a message don't wait three hours do i get a pass because i'm old and i don't always fucking have my phone in my fucking hand so no, that's fair okay. as i said like three hours okay all right like there are some people you could send a text message to and they'll respond to you a day later. And I'm All like, right. what have you been doing I agree. for the last you, 20 hours? You couldn't just take fucking 90 seconds or whatever to fire off a text. Uh, my deal breaker is, Scott, fucking stupid. I can't I can't do vacuous, dumb, uh, well, really anybody. But especially I was going to say, if I wanted to sound pretentious, I would say bad grammar. But that's also because I'm a journalist. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people that say like all the time. Yes. Yes. That can be a bit of a pet peeve for now, some people. No, there go there goes me fixing you up with my daughter. That's over. She's a she's an Give it a and, hell and, of she, a run. and she's an English major and uses English degree and uses like and literally way too much. See James that I do agree that if you've been talking to the person for a long time <laughs> then they're ghosting you. I agree with that. But even when you're starting a conversation, some people are just naturally awful texters. Okay. Bronco Devil says political party is a deal breaker. Uh, I would say that's probably true for a lot. I'm the of, opposite. A lot of actually, my, my political stance is uh-huh. that if people, if you think that my political stance is a deal breaker one way or another, okay, then I don't. I I just don't think it's worth it. Okay. In other words, it's a it's a deal breaker for me that prioritize their political stance. Okay. Over everybody else's. So you would be equally you would be equally unattracted to. Uh, Trump is the real president, as opposed to meat is murder. You, you would, I don't give a shit. You would hate both of those people. Just don't give me a hard time about me being apolitical, and we're fine. Okay. Uh, what do you think of the D-Gen parlay, Boston team total? Uh, I'm going to put this up where I can read it. Can In other read? words, people that force their politics upon me. Fair enough. Like, if I don't want to talk about it, don't force me to talk about it. That, right. That's my main deal breaker for politics. All right, let's talk about let's talk about this one real quick from Nicholas, and then we'll uh, we'll go on to the farm. Uh, what do you think of the DGen parlay? Boston team total over. What does that say? Oh, uh, who's that? Kaylee? Who? What? Scott? Help Clay. Me. Clay. Thank you very much. Uh, Clay to go over twenty and a half. Boston to win the first half. Robert Williams to have over eight and a half rebounds. Clay to have over three and a half threes and Wiggins over one and a half threes. So, of course, it's going to be correlated to Boston winning because we said we think it's going to be a higher scoring game if Boston wins. You have game six Clay. If you want to buy into that, then I can understand that angle. I think the one thing that concerns me is going to be Wiggins because mm-hmm. he went 0 for 6 from 3 last game. Yeah. He's been very efficient from 2. He's been brutal from 3. So, I don't know if I would want to take the over one and a half there, but I don't mind it per se. Okay. All right. Very good. It's a D-Gen parlay, you know. The deal breaker is a deal breaker. It annoys me when someone texts you and then they don't answer you back. Yes, Joan, yeah. Joan agrees. They'll send you one message, you respond, and they just respond two hours later. And it's like, what? why did you even message me in the first place? Chris says, I suck at texting. I have a flip phone. Um, 
okay. know, if it wasn't for having to get scores and and watch videos and shit and use it for my, I'd probably still. Yeah, I don't know. I've had I've had a smartphone for a while, but I I definitely see it. I I definitely don't take advantage of all the things my phone does. And people get like the new phone with three. It's got three cameras now. Like, what the fuck do I care? Um, right. that's one prob. That's probably one of my biggest flaws. I don't take any photos. Of yeah, myself, you went to like, uh, ever. you went you went to uh, to Belmont. There is and one you... photo that my friend's girlfriend took. I got to reach out to her. Yeah, for. but the point is, if I'm going to a place, I rarely, if ever, vol- like take a photo of myself with the people that I'm with. I'm just, I, 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 I personally live through experiences opposed to right, you know, taking photos of it. But I get it; it's a memory. People want to have it. I'm just not the kind of I'm just not a photo guy. I'm the same way. Except I did send you guys. I did send you guys photos like of the band the other night when I when I was at the concert yeah. just to annoy the shit out of you. But I don't take I'm not a, like a selfie guy. My wife takes a few selfies. I'll record but... the band performing and everything, yeah. but I don't take photos of me and like by the venue or whatever. No. Usually, if I go with my dad, my dad's the one who asks for a photo. Yeah, there you go. Well, he wants to be he wants to be seen with you, buddy. Yeah. Who, who could blame? For some him, reason, so. most I, people would be embarrassed to be seen by me. By the way, I don't think I've talked to you about this. Uh, I want to tell everybody out there. I'm gonna have uh, we're gonna have my, we're gonna have my wife on the show to talk about the tour. Really? To Fran- to talk about the tour de France. Nice. She's an absolute geek on the tour de France, dude. Mm-hmm. We went through the odds last you night. You told me this before. We, yeah, we went through the odds last night, and she's like rattling off these guys. Oh, that's a great price. Oh, fuck no. I wouldn't touch him. He's done. So we're, we're going to have on. Is that for stages or the overall competition? For overall competition. Okay. Oh, she'll, oh dude, she'll be she'll be able to talk about who's the, who's the sprinter, who's the guy in the mountains, yep. who's going to get the polka dot jersey, who's the best young. Trust me. When does that start? Uh, She told me last night. I think the second. Okay. She's cool. first three weeks of July every year. She's just she's fucking dead to me. She, okay. she, she's more likely I'm dead to her because she has, that's what she does. And cause it lasts like six hours a day. And then it all of a sudden it comes up and you sit up in your chair, you know, tour de France. Who, who do you, you, do, you start pretending to be interested in more things. Dude, so she can give you some information. I know more about the tour de France than the average person. Just, just from being in her presence. I can say that I know nothing, but my roommate's father was a very big cyclist. Okay. He wasn't like professional, but he would bike. 30 plus miles, whatever. So he watches the Tour de France. Uh, David Good says, Cheryl Crow is an MU lady. Yes, yeah, she was a, uh, I want to say she was a KD, David. Um, somebody that I, somebody that was, because I, I went to school, when I went, I, I was there at the same time she was. And somebody that was in my fraternity like went out with her. They, they did, it wasn't like a thing, but uh, yeah, she's from uh, Springfield, I think, like fucking Brad Pitt, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, she was at Mizzou the years that I were there, so. Yep, she cool. All right, Scott, let's do it, man. We're on a, we're riding a hot streak, but now we're going to see if we can pick somebody besides the Braves and fucking get a win. So that I mean, when you say somebody not the Braves, I mean we kind of cheated, but technically we didn't take the Braves. Right. I mean, right. We didn't. I don't. We didn't even cheat with the Braves. No, no, no. We, we we cheated. We 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 kind of cheated. Fuck. There, we... There's overlap. We're just backing a different team. Okay, fair enough. That's uh, that, that's. I think a... you catch my drift. That's oh, I do. I do. We're teasing yeah. the shit out of it, and now we're going to uh, we're going to get right to it, guys. It is time. It is Thursday. Put on your overalls. Grab that straw hat. Put it at the top of your head. Climb aboard your John Deere. Get out the keys and fire that bad boy up, because, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is time to bet the farm. All right, very good, Scott. Well, we've talked about it a little bit. Afternoon, ma'am. Wait, where am I here? Where my hell's my... There it is. Okay, fine. Oh, my hair's going to be great spinning that hat around like that. Okay, so, Scott, we did have a Bet the Farm play yesterday. We've alluded to it a little bit, but uh, just for the record, how'd that go? We had the Braves. Again, minus one and a half. And just like the day before, they killed them. Easy money. Cue the banjos. Yeehaw. All right. There you go. So we've got a farm play cooked up for today. Mm, Kind of a similar situation, as Scott said. It's going to be the Philadelphia Phillies minus one and a half. Phillies, don't look now. Trying to make up some ground on the Braves. Good luck. Phillies won 11 of their last 13. The Nationals, well, we keep talking about this. We have to update this every day. They are shitty, but they are really shitty at home. They have lost 22 
of 33 home games. That is a 333 win percentage, if I'm not mistaken. And that is not good. Zach Wheeler is going for Philadelphia. He has been outstanding, and he's been even better lately. 31 two-thirds innings pitched, 1.42 ERA. And our old buddy, our old buddy, it's PC. Not going to be very PC today as Patrick Corbin goes for the Nationals. His last five starts, Scott, a little bit different, 27 and two. Well, he's been bad the entire season, but yes. he's been worse over the last five Yes, starts. he's got about a six ERA for the season, 7.16 over the last five, 27 and two-thirds innings. He, he's got some distance. He'll go five innings, but he ain't good. And Wheeler, well, Wheeler is good. Philly's just playing good ball right now. Washington hasn't played good ball all season. We like the Phillies on the farm. Minus one and a half at minus 110. There's one for you. Everybody complaining about the big prices that we've had lately. Minus 110, that's a hell of a deal. That's like the bargain bin at Target. Grab that shit up. Now, I did write that last night. I believe it's now closer to minus 120, minus 125. Still very reasonable. Of course. If if you want a trivia question, do you know which baseball team leads the league in road runs per game? Road runs per game. Man, I'm going to go with the Phillies. That is correct. Wow. So, how does he do it? Which is really weird because they have a losing record on the road, but they lead the league in runs per game on the road. How about that? How about that road pitching? And hope the offense torches Corbin once again. There you go. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the farm. That's going to do it for the show. As always, we appreciate everybody stopping by. You you couldn't make it to the end, huh? You just couldn't do it. We got the Phillies, damn it. There's no dogs barking tonight, man. He oh, he was so good. This he couldn't make it 30 more seconds. The guy walked by with his dog. He couldn't do it. Anyway, that's it, guys. It's Thursday. We got one in the can. Everybody Get ready to have a great weekend, all you fathers out there. Hope everybody has a great Father's Day weekend, of course. We'll be back tomorrow, though. Scott and I, we do our thing every single day as we check in 3 o'clock Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Help guide you in that journey to head back to the window. Take care. We'll see you then. Mm